This time on episode 325 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Jessica Jones, season 2, episode 7, a.k.a. I Want Your Cray Cray, and season 2, episode 8, a.k.a. Ain't We Got Fun. I'm SP from the GuineaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is part of the GuineaGeek.com network. Just like the show you're checking out now, shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geek shows at GuineaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Lauren. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, March 29th, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast Worldwide, definitely the Burl's Wide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record. Ladies, happy National Mom and Pop Business Day. I feel like that's a more relevant holiday than ever right now. It is. It's been going on for quite some time on March 29th every year, but especially with what's going on right now in a lot of mom and pop stores potentially closed because they're not essential businesses in the middle of of the COVID-19 response? Yeah, I think it is. So if you have a chance to go online to your local mom and pop store, like your local comic book store might be a mom and pop store, go ahead and try to get them some business online. For those of you who may not be familiar with the vernacular of mom and pop business, we're talking about small businesses. And it was created way back in the day because Rick and Margie Siegel founded it because they wanted to honor couples like his parents, Rick's parents, who successfully had a hat shop, which was opened in 1939 and grew into a 10,000 square feet and $2 million a year business clothing store. Pretty good. Yes. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that will happen. Well, probably not much anymore these days, but you can hope that sort of thing will happen for your favorite mom and pop stores by Again, right now, ordering online or calling them like right now, ordering from family owned restaurants is a great thing to do. Yeah. And most places you can still do pickup for those locations or delivery. One of the two. All right. So with mom and pop business day behind us or actually still in front of us, let's get on with the rest of the show. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the multiple Marvel small screen series like Jessica Jones that we'll be talking today and the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes in general. Because of hippie doctors and rage monsters. If you'd like to talk to us about hippie doctors and rage monsters, you can find us on our website, legendsofshield.com. You can call us at our voicemail, 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You can find us on Facebook at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. To watch our videos, youtube.com slash gunageek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunageek.com network. 
We are missing Agent Haley tonight, but she was actually with us before we went live and she had a massive hardware failure. We're not quite sure exactly what's going on, but I can confirm that she was actually with us. She was in her new studio. She had bookshelves behind her. It was going to be really neat to have her back on the show and she just couldn't get going. You might hear her in the outtakes. I don't know what I captured and what I did not capture. So we'll see what we get there. But she is off at least for another week because of hardware issues and we will miss her. But she was here, right, ladies? Yeah, yes. it was good to see her face again after so long. All four of us actually existed in the same digital space for a few moments. It was very nice. And yeah, moving in the associated stresses and mishaps is uh, not fun. Haley really wanted to talk about Jessica Jones, and hopefully we'll get her take on it next week as we are in the penultimate Jessica Jones season two episode. We'll have the final episode after that, but we're, since we're taking two episodes a week, then no, we have two more episodes. I was wrong. Michelle, you were supposed to stop me before I went that far wrong. Yeah, I couldn't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. And I can, we can inform you that, yeah, we still have like, this is episode seven and eight. Then we got nine and 10 and then 11 and 12. And then we'll talk about the finale 13 the finale. Okay. So that's what we're going to do in the future. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about episode seven and eight right now. We're going to talk about Jessica Jones, season two, episode seven, a.k.a. I want your cray cray and season two, episode nine, a.k.a. Ain't We Got Fun. The episodes premiered on Netflix March 8th, 2018, along with the rest of season two. Lauren, why don't you run down the creative team of I want your cray cray? All right. Starting out, this episode was directed by Jennifer Getzinger, who has 30 directing credits starting in 1998 with one of Desperate Housewives, two of Suits, two of Masters of Sex, ten of Mad Men, one of The Man in the High Castle, one of Daredevil, four of Outlander, three of Jessica Jones, and two of Westworld. The episode was also written by Hilly Hicks Jr., who has seven writing credits starting in 2002, including one episode of Army Wives, three of The Big C, six of Chicago Fire, one of Feed the Beast, and six of Jessica Jones. Michelle, please run down the creative team for Ain't We Got Fun. This episode was directed by Zetna Fuentes. Fuentes. Uh, 32 directing credits starting in 2003, including 22 episodes of One Life to Live, two Forever, six Switched at Birth, five Pretty Little Liars, two Scandal, two Longmire, one This Is Us, one Jessica Jones, two Ray Donovan, Six, Jane the Virgin, and two, Cursed. This episode has two writers. First, Gabe Fonseca has five writing credits starting in 2011, including one Private Practice, five Night Shift, one Jessica Jones, and one Wu-Tang, an American Saga. Second writer, Jack Kenny, has 14 writing credits starting in 1997. Two of The Secret World of Alex Mack. Six, Dave's World, three of Titus, three, The Book of Daniel, seven episodes of Warehouse 13, two Falling Skies, three, Jessica Jones, and the show is based on the Marvel comic by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos. Falling Skies. Now there's an apocalyptic show I haven't seen in a couple of years. 
Was that on TNT or was that on USA? I remember it was on the- TNT. TNT. TNT, yeah. I watched it all the way to the end. It's TNT. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I don't think I would recommend it to anybody, though. It was one of those, I guess, summer B shows, and it kept on declining in production resources every year to the point where I don't even know why they had a last season, but they did, and they wrapped everything up, and I was good with that. So it wasn't one of the shows that was canceled. They actually wrapped everything up, just like The Last Ship. They wrapped everything up with that. So I think The Last Ship was better than Falling Skies. Either you two watched Falling Skies Last Ship? I watched some of the first season of Falling Skies, and I just couldn't get into it, and I didn't watch Last Ship at all. I tried getting into Last Ship, didn't. I actually watched all of Falling Skies because it was one of those summer popcorn things, and then I just couldn't. It was like, I was wanting to stop it, and then I heard they were going to wrap it up, and I'm like, fine. <laughs> yeah, a couple of good characters in there, though. They did. They did. A couple of good, strong women characters, too. Yes. Yeah. It's just plot-wise and... Yeah, I'm not going to debate you there. Anyway, yeah. let's get on with Jessica Jones here, a.k.a. I want your cray-cray. Lauren, I'm going to give this to you because you're my cray-cray girl. What is the <laughs> meaning behind this title? Well, both episode titles are actually musically based. I want your cray-cray is named after the song that we see young adult Trish singing. I guess in kind of her Hannah Montana trying to cross over to adult songs phase. And Ain't We Got Fun is the song that Jessica's mom keeps playing and singing to kind of like center herself. I think Miley Cyrus might be a better direct correlation there. Yeah, I the more. okay. so I thought this in the first season and it's kind of the parallels are there with the wig and the child actor and everything. Is it? Wait, didn't Miley Cyrus play Hannah Montana? Yes. Yeah, so... Exactly. Yeah. So that was kind of the... (laughs) Finally, somebody caught it. Patsy, you know, going from this twee kids show image to the very sexualized, trying to cross over into adult music image. And in Trisha's case, she's calmed down. She's gotten sober. She's went on to have a a radio show. Miley Cyrus is still in the news for various reasons, so we'll see. For her sake, I hope that she finds a good center in health and stuff like that. But yeah, the parallels were there. I had to run with them. Do you think if Jessica Jones was made today that Trish Walker would have a podcast instead of a radio show? I don't think so, because I think the point is that She's in, I'm not going to say a dying medium, but it's definitely a medium where she has a listenership and she's part of traditional media, but she's not where she wants to be, which is an actual journalist for a CNN type organization. Mm, She definitely wants it, which is driving her to do a lot of the things that she does in this couple of episodes and we'll get to that so i want your cray cray was actually pretty interesting to me because it was flashback episode if i missed a marquee at the beginning i'm sorry but i think it's about 12 years in the past because they were talking about 17 years and then five years had passed so it was in the 12 year range so i'm calling a 12 year old flashback are we agreeing on that sounds about right yep all right and 
you get to see what happened to Jessica's mom. Actually, you do go back all 17 years. So you go back to the actual car crash and what happened immediately after that. And you saw Alyssa, that's her name. You saw Alyssa, Jessica's mom, actually end up attacking Jessica and not realize what was happening 17 years ago. But then most of the episode actually occurs in the 12 year ago flashback. And uh, Michelle and I know flashbacks pretty well dealing with Arrow show quite a bit, although those flashbacks were generally five years in the past. This is 12 years, so I think we can do it, deal with it. And Jessica's mom does have a temper that never goes away. It never goes. She's still dealing with that temper all the way to the end, which is current time. Yeah, we saw. OK, so we know that doctor whose name I blanked out on, although I know they say it, the one from season one. Carl. Yeah, who's no, no, oh, no, 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 Carl. The uh, one the who's K. working with Will. Kozovich? No. Uh, Kozlov. Kozlov. Yeah. We do know that the stuff that he stole and then used for military projects also had a side effect of like rage issues and things like that, as we saw with Will. And because I was giving some thought as to why Jessica's better able to control her temper than her mom, Alyssa is very badly injured like we see in the crash she's basically on fire when she wakes up she's been very badly burned and scarred and it takes basically five years for her to recover physically i mean she's still burned badly enough that she can't grow hair on her head but i mean she it's basically a miraculous recovery otherwise except for the side effect of the rage issues possibly because they had to do more with her than with Jessica, who was relatively not that badly injured. I'm not sure mandatory anger management classes is going to do anything for Alyssa. I think she actually needs a higher level intervention. Well, Dr. Carl keeps talking about the drug cocktail that he's been working on for these past 12 years, promising her to get her to a point where she can see jessica and interact with jessica in a healthy way not like the way she interacted with her earlier uh <laughs> with that boyfriend who i i know we'll, we'll talk about him i'm sure i thought it was interesting how dr carl was like oh we don't know if your rage issues come from like maybe you had a, a mental illness before the accident maybe it was the brain trauma from the accident maybe and then later on he's just like yeah, I did this to you. I accept it. I did this to you. He accepts it when he talks to her initially as well. He's accepting a lot of the, the guilt, but also since he's trying, he's being a doctor of forensic analysis and he's trying to find out what exactly is wrong. And she did admit later on, like before the accident, she had ambition issues. And I, I don't know if that's an issue or not, but she did admit that she had some issues going on in her life, which could have exacerbated the condition that she's in now, but I don't think in any shape or means that she was this bad before the accident. Yeah. She mentions how she was very ambitious and she got accepted for a teaching position at like a Michigan university and just all this stuff. But because Jessica's dad didn't want to move with her and support that career, she pushed it down and was teaching at a community college and i can see why she would have the underlying rage issues and not only is you know not only has my career ideals been stifled but now i'm in 
this very unhappy marriage, an increasingly unhappy marriage. And yeah, I think there could have been some brain trauma. I don't know if you've ever met anybody who's had like frontal lobe brain trauma, but because the frontal lobe is what controls your emotion regulation and judgment, a lot of times afterwards you'll have issues with impulse control and with anger. If you ever heard about Phineas Gage, the in the medical community legendary person who he was a railway worker who a pipe shot through his frontal lobe and he lived but there was a personality change there afterwards and it was kind of what got people realizing oh different parts of the brain do different things i had a acquaintance in middle school ironically his name was shane he had a downhill skiing accident and, and ended up being a frontal lobe injury and he also had a neck injury, so it took him a while to learn how to walk again. But he did have, I wasn't close friends with him after the fact, but we all kept tabs on him after the words. And he definitely was having some issues with personality and impulse control and that sort of thing for the rest of his life. For all intents and purposes, he's normal now, not that he's ever going to be like he was. But yeah, I witnessed it firsthand. I haven't seen Shane in quite some time either. And as far as Alyssa goes, she was basically ready to do really serious harm to an Uber driver that was texting and driving. I know that tempers flare with taxi drivers in New York, but I think that was a little bit above and beyond. And Jessica knew what was happening, and she pulled her mom out of the situation before her mom did something rash. We find out that her rage issues are better controlled these days, but when she feels like her life or the life of someone she cares about is in danger, that's when it boils over. And in this situation, I can kind of see it as texting and driving can lead to accidents. She just got her daughter back. Her daughter and she were both nearly killed in a car accident. I can see the panic there, the panic, and then again, the rage bubbling up. Honestly, it's really heartbreaking watching her after she wakes up and realizing like, I thought the scene was so well done where she wakes up and it's been five years and she's talking to Dr. Malice, Carl, and she's freaking out because she wants to know where her kids are. It was really heartbreaking to watch just that panic and that franticness. And I've known people who have had to be in comas, like month long, months long comas. And I can't even imagine being a parent and finding out, you know, five years have passed since you last saw your kids. And oh, by the way, one of them's dead. I think the actress did a fantastic job. Yeah, I was wondering if somebody would really react that emotional upon hearing that right away. And I have no frame of reference. So I'm just going to leave that as it's a possibility that somebody could act like that in such a situation where they don't know about their kids or something like that. I think it was very dramatically done. So moving on, we are continuing the arrow similarities here, Michelle, in that there's not a club for Don, but there's a club alias. Now, it never actually gets going, but Jessica Jones is trying to help her boyfriend Sterling start this club. And I don't know if she came up with the name alias or Sterling came up with the name alias, but I think alias becomes part of her persona from then on because of what happens here. 
Sterling actually comes up with the name because later on we have Wyatt who comes and he actually gave Sterling money for the club and he actually says alias. So it seems that though Sterling comes up with alias, Jessica really thinks Sterling's in love with her, even though he is encouraging her to steal things and it's only been a month. It's a very interesting relationship. She kind of steals on her own, though, beforehand. That's how she's supporting herself. She goes around to ATMs and robs them, which they had cameras even back then. So I don't know why she didn't get caught. I don't. I think that was the heat of the moment, arguing with Trish. I think that might have been the first time she really actually robbed an ATM, realizing that she can do it because of that heated moment that, again, we, we have that dichotomy of Jessica and Trish. Who's taking care of whom? Jessica, she's supposed to be Trish's sister. So in, in reality, you know, like is the parent taken care of, but the money actually came from Trish and her working as Patsy. So there is that feeling Trish has right then. It's like, you know, this is all my money. And therefore I'm paying for your college, not my mom. I am. It, it's my money for the apartment because I work for it because I'm Patsy. And now I recorded one of the most annoying songs ever <laughs> with less than 20 words. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the first time I watched this. It was really bad. Now I was able to like put on toss a coin to your witcher. So put replace <laughs> one earworm with another earworm. That was a lot more entertaining. So I was able to do that this time, but before it was just awful for me. I got to admit, I had the full home theater going on in the basement as I was watching this this morning, and I had it on the sound system, the 5.1 sound system, and I turned it up. I backed it up, turned it up, and I listened to it just to, you know, get the full effect of the club singing of Patsy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sterling, I have to say, I don't know. I'm on the fence. In the last confrontation in the alleyway, it looked to me, he's a very smooth talker, so I'm not completely sure, but it looked to me like he was just trying to get out of it with a confrontation. And he said, yeah, give me 25% of everything just to not look like a complete pushover. And yeah, you can use Jessica. But there's part of me that says maybe he is this opportunist that is going to be Jessica's handler and demanding a fee from the deal. So what do you guys think? Was he actually just trying to get out of it or was he trying to profit off of it? I think he's the living embodiment of a Reddit am I the post. <laughs> Again, we see him the very first time we see him, his boss is reprimanding him because he's not doing his job. And then he's like, oh, man, running a club is an art. No, no, it's actually a business. You need to treat it like a business because you're a grown ass adult. And that's when he quits suddenly in the middle of his shift and leaves. Jessica hooks up with him and he's like, oh, no, I want to meet your sister. And then the first thing he does is try to get her to invest. Jessica drops out of school. Jessica is the one making all these sacrifices and stuff in that relationship. I don't think it was a healthy relationship. I think it was basically a rebound type thing for Jessica because all of a sudden she's fallen out with Trish. She's very emotionally not unstable, but she has no place to go. She's 
already lost her entire biological family, so she thinks. And then the person that she's close to, her sister, she's losing her to addiction, to basically leech friends, in quotes. And she's resigning herself to the fact that she's going to lose Trish to like an OD at some point. I think she was at a very low point and that guy took advantage of that. And I think she genuinely did think she loves him. And that's why we see that she's named her detective agency after the club they were going to start together. But I wasn't, I know it's horrible to say, but I wasn't, I'm not going to lose any sleep over Jessica's mom freaking out and killing him. Yeah. Alyssa basically takes care of it. I don't think she meant to kill him. She just meant to knock his head around a little bit. But yeah, once she starts, she's not going to stop. I don't know if she knew that at the time or not, because we are talking about 12 years ago. We're not talking about right now. And even now she has trouble keeping a hold of her temper. And she basically clawed her way out of the basement. That's what happened. Yeah, I don't know if it was a Shawshank Redemption sort of move where she was using a spoon and some carving tools to get out of there or not. But she created her escape route through the back of the basement. And all the, by the way, as a homeowner with a basement, you don't want to do that because if it rains, you're going to, and it looked like there was a lake back there. So if it rains, you're going to end up with a swimming pool in your basement. Yeah, I know. That's what I was sort of thinking too. It's like, that's been there for weeks. And if it's, a, unless she had some sort of a guard, I don't know, made some sort of makeshift door at the end to where, keep all the rain out because technically, it would have flooded and those books would have been warped and he would have known. How could have Carl not known there was a big hole <laughs> in his basement? It's like, don't you walk around your house, Carl? Do you want mold? Because that's how you get mold. And ants. And ants. Yes. Yes. I also have a, well, not anymore, but usually I have somebody come around, spray the perimeter of try to get rid of ants and insects and that sort of thing for the season several treatments that sort of thing but apparently not this year have to venture to the hardware store and get something to uh tide between now and and when they can come back so anyway yeah you have this going on and it's not like it's in an inescapable room especially for these two ladies as i pointed out last week you can go up through the ceiling which is the floor of the first floor so you can't sneak out and come back in that way, but you can get out. It's not like they are set in there. As long as they're not in the chains, they can get out. So I will believe that they can get out. But the whole let's carve a hole into the basement foundation sort of thing. That's just never get as a guy that's dealt with water issues in at least two of his properties. It's just not a good thing. Uh, Dorothy Walker is in this episode as well. That's Patsy's mom, Dorothy Walker. And she has not changed. You never see Dorothy in any other portrayal of the character than you see her in this episode. It's the same thing every time. Dorothy's always working it. Uh, she's basically Chris uh, Jenner. <laughs> okay. She's yes. the momager. Yes. Ugh. I'm glad someone... I. I finally, I never, oh my gosh. I'm like, do, do people see what I see? And I'm like going, yes, Lauren sees it. Yeah, it's, oh, she's working every angle. Despite the fact that Patsy has at this point cut her out of her life. She's like, oh no, I'm 
representing one of her backup dancers. And it's like, oh, lady, you're just trying to worm your way back into her life and control her. She's Kylie Jenner. She's Mother Gothel. I mean, not Kylie. She's Kris Jenner. She's Mother Gothel from Tangled. She's like every terrible mother figure. Just, ugh. And the thing is, I love the actress. So it's very complicated feelings. And you had all that going on 12 years ago. And then you cut at the very end of the episode to modern time. And they basically end up drugging Jessica Jones, who's just standing there. Because at the moment, she's there from the end of the previous episode. And you get this flashback throughout I Want Your Cray Cray episode seven. And at the very end of episode seven, you get the drugging. And then she's put in chains and she's got to wake up at the beginning of the next episodes but okay so that's how i want your cray cray went we mix some stuff with ain't we got fun into it and ain't we got fun we get a little bit more into the current time we have jerry's storyline of what's going on with her on multiple fronts really because remember she is being forced out of her law firm and she's asked jessica to look in to dig up some dirt on her partners so that they can't force her out you also have her quest to get rid of her ALS and she's trying to find this healer from IGH and her means into it is Inez the nurse who was there 12 years ago and you see what happens to her too both her and the other nurse that was uh, I had to look away because that, that was, was it was just okay well portrayed did y'all ever watch ER back in the like mid to late 90s right stuff? Up until yes. the helicopter came down I stopped e- watching that's after about that when I stopped watching yeah. too but it reminded me so much of the Valentine's Day episode where Noah Wiley's character Carter and Kelly Martin's character both got attacked by a patient who was actually played by Mr. Universe from Serenity but he attacked them and when he stabs Noah Wiley's character, he falls down on the floor very similarly, and on the other side of the bed sees Kelly Martin's character bleeding out. And that episode made me cry so hard. But it's sort of that similar, you're down, something very bad has happened. I guess we see how she got all those scars now, because she got thrown through like a glass-fronted cabinet door, and the nurse that she was working with got her head turned completely around, and it was horrifying. And she's just lying there, unable to move. Remember, she said that she was almost paralyzed from it. And she's just staring at this horrifically dead body of somebody she was just talking to like 10 seconds prior. So no wonder Inez is kind of messed up now. Yeah, just a little bit. So to back up a second, you mentioned Kelly Martin. I watched Kelly Martin recently because I was going back and watching Hallmark Channel movies from this past year. She was in a movie with Colin Ferguson from Eureka, by the way. Colin Ferguson is, he's an older guy, right? So Kelly Martin's not young anymore either, but so there is an age difference, but Hallmark doesn't care about that. They just throw them together and it was a decent movie, but that was the most recent time I've seen Kelly Martin. And yes, I do remember that from ER. It was, wow. Anyway, the whole Inez on the floor thing and with the, I know it's just CGI or it's just great yeah, it's, prosthetics it's and stuff like makeup and stuff like that but just seeing it, it's like ah i just ugh, it, it was it made me turn away and i don't turn away from a lot of stuff on tv and well maybe i do but this was one of the things that i was like i, I just don't want to see this right now and you get to see where all of her scars come from that we've seen in previous episodes and we see again as 
Jerry is. Jerry's getting busy. I don't know if she really has a thing for Inez or she's just using her. What do you think? It's Jerry, so it could be six of one, half a dozen of the other. Inez, now that we've seen her cleaned up, she's very attractive. And Jerry, as we've seen her, is not only very manipulative, but is trying to... She basically thinks she has a death sentence at this point. So she's taking her pleasures where she can find them, whether that's doing cocaine with a bunch of call girls or... In this case, having expensive champagne with the homeless woman who is crashing at her house. I think they're both possibly taking advantage of each other a little. Champagne isn't cheap. At least the decent stuff isn't cheap. But I've never had a 200 bottle of champagne. Have either of you had the wonderful chance to sample a 200 bottle of champagne? No. Nope. Nope. So I don't know what kind of delicious liquid delight it really is. But I'll take their word for it. Uh, the episode also had a lot of Jessica and Alyssa's mother-daughter time, we'll call it. And they've left the house in, I don't know, I think Jessica's mom is, is whittling her way into Jessica's life way too much for Jessica's comfort. Jessica brings her to the apartment. She doesn't have a next step. She says there's no guidebook or no rule book to dictate the plays that are going on right now. But... I don't know if I would have done that. That's like inviting her a little bit too much in her life. However, I mean, she did. She stalked everybody else. She must have known where Jessica lived. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Are you trying not to spoil us again? I know. I don't really, because I know what happens. I know. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't fishing for information there. Yeah. I think Alyssa is very definitely, she... For all these years, for 12 years now, she's been wanting to reconnect with Jessica. And we saw her try to after she busted out and it didn't go well. And she had the presence of mind to realize I am not well enough right now to reconnect with my daughter. But circumstances being what they are, now they're back in each other's lives. And she's wanting to show her daughter. She's proud of her. You know, she says, oh, you built all this. I'm so proud of you. She sees the painting. She meets Oscar. And she's she's. I think in her mind, she's trying to be a good mom, but it's just that both of them are very damaged people. Jessica is extremely paranoid after everything she's been through, and it's definitely a reunion that could have gone better, which they point out at the beginning that in all the ways that they thought of reconnecting, drugging Jessica wasn't one of them, but it's weirdly heartwarming and also kind of creepy. So I have a, a personal story to tell here. Now, my mother didn't drug me, so we don't have to worry. At least I don't remember it. So let's not go there. My mother is a very lovely person. Uh, everybody that knows her just is a, she's an adorable person. But she was also the head of a blood laboratory at the University of Minnesota Hospital. And I was in high school, just being the typical high school person in the middle of the winter, you just get kind of run down. And I actually fell asleep at the kitchen table eating my Cheerios one morning. And I woke up to my mom taking my blood in my arm because she wanted to do a white cell blood count, you know, back in the lab. And so I learned, you know, you don't move around when you got needle in you. So I didn't, but I was like, and my mouth actually still had Cheerios in it. I spit those out. I'm like, mom, what are you doing? I'm taking your blood. Why? Because you fell asleep at the table. Mom, I'm 16 or 17, whatever it was. Yeah, this is what we do. We fall asleep. And 
She's like, I don't think so. So she took my white cell blood count. It was slightly elevated, but not too much. So anyway, that's that's my story of my mom. She didn't drug me, but she took my blood. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've learned something today. <laughs> yes, we have. I'm, I'm sure your mom is a very lovely woman. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She's great. Her name is Patty, by the way. Anyway. It's Patty. It's Patty. <laughs> not Patsy. Patty. <laughs> Uh, so the they bring up the raft, which we've seen in the MCU. We've seen the MCU version of it. I want to know, okay, what year are we talking about? I mean, we talked about this before, right? What year are we talking about? Is it any relation to what we saw going on in the MCU? Who is actually in the raft at this point in time? No, it's probably irrelevant, but they bring this up and then all, I'm all excited about, oh, the raft. They brought up the raft. I think, aren't the, the Netflix shows usually kind of contemporaneous with the year they came out in? So I think this would have taken place around 2017, 2018. Which was Ultron? Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so I'm wondering who they think is in the raft. Anyway, I, they brought up the raft. I wanted to bring it up because it's part of the MCU and we talk about the MCU sort of thing. Hashtag it's all connected, even though it's not really. No, not anymore. No. Boo. Well, we've gone through this before, but Trish and her inhaler and and Malcolm and they're having some sort of relationship go on. I mean, they had sex, but sex doesn't actually have to equal a relationship. But Malcolm's not stupid. As I said last time, I kind of led into this last time, not knowing what was going to happen here. And he calls Trish out on it. And not only does he call Trish on on it, but then he is forced to use it after the fact. And now he's all hyped up on this inhaler stuff. So now you got Jessica and Malcolm addicted to the same inhaler. I think they got to stick together. Otherwise, how do you share an inhaler for two? Yeah, we see Malcolm is being his best detective self. He goes to the gay bar that's owned by one of the by Stephen Benowitz, who is one of Jerry's legal partners that she's trying to get dirt on. And he can't bring himself to blackmail him. He just said, you know, go home, tell your family. But he does imply that it's Linda Chow that does it, which is very smart on Malcolm's part. Turn them against each other. Leave your hands clean. I think that was his plan all along. I yeah. think he went in there and said, OK, I'm not going to bust you for this, but I'm going to turn you both against each other. And he had that plan walking in. I have to hand it to Malcolm. He's got something going on upstairs. He shouldn't be an associate. He should be a partner. He is smart, but afterwards we see they leave the club. He's talking with Benowitz and a group of guys comes by, drops the hard F slur and it's not good. They pick a fight with Malcolm, Malcolm punches. They start beating him up. You know, we just pointed out like the, I think the last episode, episode before he'd hurt his shoulder. So one of them slams him into the building and damages it again. So that's when Trish comes along in kind of a nod to her Hellcat persona in comics, scratches one guy down the face that looked painful and is then trying to get Malcolm to use the inhaler to heal his arm. Malcolm's like, no, 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 no. But then finally does and realizes, oh, no, what have I done? And runs. So I'm interested in seeing where that storyline goes, because we ha we've had a Malcolm who has again like we said he's accomplished all this stuff and you know we saw him at his lowest in season one and now here 
you know, we're complimenting him because he's so smart and he's doing a good job. And then that, it's like, oh, please don't fall back. You, you were doing so well. And now he believed Trish. It's one of those where you have those TV doctors. And for audio listeners, I'm doing the air quotes for doctors. And they talk about this herbal supplement does this and it's all herbal. It's natural. It's a natural enhancer. It's not an opioid. It's not meth. It's this natural thing when in reality it is an opioid or some sort of adrenaline kicking drug. And Malcolm unfortunately falls for the whole Trish say it's just an enhancer. The military uses it. So like, it's okay. Do it. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert, the military uses a lot of stuff that is counterindicated for everyday use. But, okay, I want y'all's opinions. Do you think that he genuinely, like, believed it or he let himself believe it because he does have an addictive personality and then afterwards realizes he slipped up? I think he slipped. Sometimes when you're on the wagon, you, you do slip and you do take a couple of steps back. He just had sex with Trish. He does have a thing for her. I think that's how he was trying to justify this is Trish. She wouldn't steal me. She wouldn't do this to me. She wouldn't lie to me like this because she knows my past. And then he inhales it and he realizes, oh my goodness, I did it because I'm an addict. OF, I got to run. I'll go a step further. I think both Trish and Malcolm have slipped. I think that Trish is trying to rationalize it just like she was rationalizing it in the Cray Cray episode when you were dealing with the flashback years ago. And I think they're both there. Now, Malcolm isn't full bore slipped. I mean, he, he wasn't into if there's levels of slipping and I'm not an addiction expert, but just me viewing it on, I would say Trish was definitely way worse than Malcolm, but just the fact that Malcolm did it i think he slipped a little bit especially he just stood up to the guys he's being one heck of an associate to jessica he's trying to take care of his life i think the addiction that he has going into this is women but he's got a thing for trish right now so maybe you're right there i think maybe it's just connection with trish with him but he still slipped but yeah i, I agree with trish trish is completely off the wagon she's completely addicted to that inhaler you know, I, I have a little asthma inhaler because I have allergies, right? And it comes with a counter now at how many puffs you have on it. And I know there's a limited supply in there. So I'm just wondering how many more puffs that she has because Simpson had been using it before she got it. So I'm thinking they're going to run out pretty soon. And I'm not asking for any spoilers, Michelle, but just, you know, putting those steps together, there's a limited amount of puffs in the, the inhaler. Yeah, in like just your normal albuterol inhaler, it's like 200 now, right? 150, 200, depends on what kind you get, yeah. A few years ago, there was smoke coming out of the AC unit that happened to be right next to my desk, and I got a couple of lungfuls of it and ended up having to get on an inhaler to try to heal everything. And yeah, I want to say it was like maybe 100, yeah, you're right, 150, I think. I think the last one they got when it was a, a brand new inhaler it had about 150 on it. I don't use it much, but there are a couple of weeks during the year that I have to use it. And I'm telling you right now, really hesitant to use it because it's also a symptom of COVID-19. So, yep. 
just uh i I don't know any anything to deal with that is is uh very hmm uh, but the right point now. is, she's going to run out real soon, especially if she's been using it as soon as the withdrawal sets in. Oh, yeah. And it's getting shorter and shorter. So I'm wondering what kind of hangover Malcolm's going to have and if he wants another puff after the hangover or, or not. I don't know. Maybe he wants one and they run out. Again, I'm not looking for spoilers, Michelle, but these are all possibilities that the writers could have in mind. Last week, I think we've pointed out that her hangover symptoms have been getting worse each time as like her body needs it more and more often. So I wouldn't be surprised if his initial hangover isn't terrible, but I mean, we'll see. Oh, okay. Is it just me or did like a lot happen these two episodes? I actually was wondering if I had accidentally let the show run over to the next episode and then got a little worried because oh my god how am i going to keep them all straight in my head but no it was just the two episodes i think a lot happened 12 years ago because you're putting all the flashbacks together i don't know if we're getting another flashback episode or not i'm thinking not at least with season two and we don't have jessica's honest to goodness origins but you have a lot of the bits and pieces around it so i don't know if you have to go back and do that so there was a lot to cover there because you were covering a lot of years and oh by the way the way that they youngified both Jessica and Trish was great. They both looked a lot younger. And uh, we saw the origins of the coat. I mean, she stole the coat, but we at least we see where the leather coat comes from. I, I wanted to say that. But yeah, and in the second episode, there was a lot that happened as well, because you get Jerry meeting Shane and Shane discovering that she has an illness and, and everything that it would do to him in order to cure her. And I don't know if he'd make it through it or not, but she's happy because she sees the possibility of it. And I don't know if she feels better after her visit with Shane or not. So you had that whole thing. You had the mother daughter stuff going on with Jessica. Carl wasn't involved. He had escaped and he never came back from, from the beginning. He had Trish and Malcolm, their relationship and their addiction or their use of the drug. And you have, Malcolm finding out what's going on with Jerry's partner. So th- I, yeah, I, there was a lot going on in an episode that I believe was 54 minutes, if I remember yeah. correctly. Also, just real minor. Uh, you said that they did a good job youngifying them. I agree. Kristen Ritter looked genuinely like she was maybe 19, early 20s, sometime around there. But Trish, that wig was kind of very noticeably a wig it's patsy's wig. she always had the wig remember the whole thing with the wig right there's a a thing on tv tropes i think where it's like when you want to show time has passed give a character bangs and i feel like (laughs) they really went for that with trish yeah sure give me bangs that'd be great yeah with with kristen ritter she looked kind of like she did in breaking bad a few years ago yeah and the way that they showed her in the sleeveless t-shirt and her arms looked a lot thinner. I don't know if they really were or not, but she just looked a lot younger. Yeah, that um, kind of horizontal striped t-shirt she was wearing was, for a second I was like, is she still in high school? But no, it's supposed to be college. So wardrobe, fantastic wardrobe choices. Trisha's wig, they could have gone to a different wig store, and I think I would have been better with it, but it did fit Patsy of the time. By the way, you're a big Ruthie Carter fan, right? Yes. I noticed absolutely. her credits as I was watching Cosmos Possible World. She's credited in that. 
Ruthie Carter, I got to actually meet her at Comic Palooza a few years ago. Ah, uh, she's fantastic. It was right after her Black Panther win, I think. Hmm. Or right, but no, it was right before. It was like six months before her Black so Panther win. So you knew her win. before she got famous. No, she... <laughs> if you want just like a an excellent look down costume memory lane, look at Ruthie Carter's credits on IMDb. She's done just an amazing job for so many things, movies, TV, just... Oh, she's fantastic. She's incredibly nice in person. Yeah, I, I genuinely cried when she won the Academy Award for Best Costumes for Black Panther because it's about time. So for those saying, what the heck was she needed for in Cosmos, Possible Worlds, or any Cosmos series, you need to take a look at the series because they do an excellent job of going back in, in time and dealing with some of the great scientists of the period and, and what they discovered and stuff like that. So they actually go back and do that. They do it through multiple different ways, some actual live action, some cartoonish in reminisce of how they did it in the 80s, and then some newer cartoons or ways to to graphically represent what's going on so great stuff there okay back to jessica jones sorry for that little cosmos <laughs> tangent and ruthie carter tangent but i'm not these two episodes so lauren anything that we haven't covered that you want to talk about uh, no i think we covered most of it the things that i was absolutely most into these two episodes were finding out more about Alyssa and her interactions with Jessica. I think the actress is doing a fantastic job and it's emotionally hooking me at least. I'm very excited to see where this goes in the rest of the season. Michelle, are you glad you watched these two episodes again? Yes. Part of me is tempted to go and watch things. So when we do the podcast together, I know what's going on, but I'm going to resist doing that because I think that's happened too much and it would be nice to finally watch something together like for the first time because I know where this goes and I'm really having to bite my tongue and I can't wait for the when we can wrap this up and we can have the therapy session because I know what happens. Okay, three weeks. Three weeks from now you get to have <laughs> your therapy session. All right, so next week we'll be running down Jessica Jones season two, episode nine, aka Shark in the Bathtub, Monster in the Bed. and. Season 2, Episode 10, a.k.a. Pork Chop. So what we'll be doing next week. In the meantime, I think we're all going to need to go down to our basements, check for holes and insects. We're just going to get out and do that right now. <laughs> and then sell them to Tom Nook. <laughs> We decided against doing any new segments this week because, quite frankly, uh, there really isn't any with everything closed. And we will get back to that segment as soon as we find out anything. And we thank everybody that has given us feedback, both on the Discord. It's a couple of new messages on the Discord and in Twitter. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that and sticking with us throughout this watch of Jessica Jones. Yeah, not only thank you to everybody who's listening, but thank you to American Liberty, who popped by in chat today. We're happy to have something to do during all this isolation. And if what we're doing in our enthusiasm is making your day 
a little better, a little easier to bear, that I am absolutely thrilled and humbled. If you want to call in, if you want to tweet us, if you want to hop in chat and just hang out, share opinions, recommend stuff, we're all here for that. And keep on keeping on. Lots of big hugs to everyone right now. Virtual hugs. Virtual, virtual hugs. hugs. Six feet apart. Yes. Again, lots of virtual hugs. We're getting through this together in a positive way. So thank you, everyone, for interacting with us and listening. I hope we do bring some a little either joy or perhaps oddness to your life. Well, if it's me on the podcast, it's definitely odd. Until next time, I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Lauren. And I'm Agent Michelle. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. How much can I get for insects? Uh, it depends on the insect, actually. You can, usually it's like 100 some, 200 some bells, but there's some you can get like a couple thousand. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. All about them bells. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of Shield, or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Hey. You? Oh, you know, just doing life in isolation. You shaped the beard! Yeah. Yeah, it was time anyway, but world events and all, it's kind of a must-do. Have you been out of the house? Well, yeah, I, I had to work on Friday and went to the grocery store. I guess that's the last time I've been out. I went out yesterday. I had to drop off a package at UPS, and they were very much like, you know, I, like I'm out stretching the thing, and then, and then she's like backing off, and then, and then they have the receipt printer. To where it just like faces the customer and then they're just like, there's your receipt. And it was just like, beep. <laughs> and fortunately, my store has a drive through pharmacy pickup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to, I didn't have to go, which I'm glad because the parking lot was like full. Like, it's like, you're, we're supposed to be inside. What are all these people doing at the gas station? Why, why are you out? Why? Yeah. The, Grocery store is pretty packed too, at least when I went on Friday. You know, my wife works at a grocery store, I mean, in the bank mart, not at the grocery store, but a bank that's in the grocery store. She runs it and they installed a, a huge cough shield over their entire counter. So there's a little three and a half inch opening on the bottom. And they have plenty of cleaning supplies and hand sanitizers and stuff like that. But, you know, the grocery store is packed and i think one of the reasons it's packed is because people have nothing else to do so they go out grocery shopping for something to do i have avoided the home box centers you know like lowe's home depot menards that sort of thing uh and i'm 
going to have to go here pretty soon. And I'm kind of really trepid about that because I'm pretty sure most of the people in there don't wash their hands. So I'll be going in with gloves when I do go in there. But I've been trying to order as much as I can online and have it delivered versus going to stores right now. And until it peaks, that's the way it's going to be for me. Going to try to mitigate my risk. Yeah. Because my mom is like, she's been the one doing the grocery shopping. And I am like going, but she looks at me and she's like, well, you're the one with asthma. So she's been the one that's been going to the grocery store so far. But now that now that she's been laid off because she would go like before or after work. Yeah. But now I'm going to have to figure out when to go to the store. So far, we're pretty good. Knock on wood. She got a lot of stuff. And yeah, well, hopefully she'll be able to get back to work soon. It's always bad to go to the grocery store when you're hungry. But nowadays, it was just pure fear of wanting to get in and out of there as soon as I could. I mean, it's just unreal what this has done to people's psyches i was in the grocery store and most of at least half the people were obeying the the six foot distance rule there are some people that didn't give a crap and they just wanted they were on a path and they were going to take that path and even though you had nowhere else to go they were gonna get shoulder to shoulder with you i'm like could you just help out your fellow man and not be into you 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 all the time right now yeah but at work you know there's nothing it's oh it's worse than a sunday christmas morning in there and there's nobody in there yeah because i also went to the post office and so there was somebody coming up to the door to come in i backed away and she's looking at me like what you couldn't open the door i mean it's not like she was a capable person just because she was older didn't mean she wasn't capable she gave me like this rude like we're supposed to be small town Midwest. We're supposed to open each other. It's like, no. <laughs> people aren't getting it yet. People just don't get it. And maybe these are people that don't watch the news. Literally, they don't watch the news. And like this all came to a shock to them one day when, oh, you mean I, I, what do you mean the restaurant? What do you mean Denny's is closed? Denny's is closed. Yeah. We'll just go to Waffle House. What do you mean Waffle House is closed? You know, one of those. Yeah. Let's go to IHOP. What do you mean IHOP is closed? They're all closed. closed. They're all closed. They're supposed to be. Sorry, I didn't see you there, Lauren. No worries. I just hopped on. Were you literally hopping? I didn't see you hopping. I just saw you sitting there. <laughs> know what people are trying to do for exercise these days. I cannot hop. It is counterindicated. <sighs> okay. One of the many things that is not advisable for Lauren to do. Got it. Yep. Also, uh, there were no back injections this week. They got canceled the day before. Oh, no. I was wondering if that was considered essential or not. Yep, not essential. So, fun. We were able to take my cat to the vet, though. Oh, okay. It was like a handoff, like a hostage trade. (laughs) Um, I wish the actual results had been as funny as that. Oh. My cat Tonks has lymphoma and it spread to his bladder. So right now we're, we're giving him steroids to hope that maybe that can, maybe it's, it's like low, whatever it is, try to help and, uh, painkillers, 
The good news is he is no longer peeing blood. Yeah. Yeah. We we had set some towels where he's been peeing lately. Yep. And uh, he peed there and we're like, oh, the good news is it's pee color. Oh, yeah. Well, that's always a consideration that it's time to call the vet or the doctor or whatever. Yeah. He's been having a rough couple of weeks. How's Pike taking it? He's a bastard. He's always a bastard. <laughs> and you love him for it. Yeah. I would love him a lot more if he didn't wake us up at five in the morning <laughs> when I fell asleep at three thirty or four. Or you're home all day. You can play with me some more in the middle of the night. <sighs> My sister has her two dogs up at the lake. They made it to the lake before this whole thing shut everything down and they've been holding up up there and honestly it's probably the best place for him right now because it gives my nephew somewhere to go out and be active when mm-hmm. they're just doing stuff preparing the place for the spring because they just lost their snow up there and there's still ice on the lakes and stuff so they're up there and i'm completely jealous Haley. hey how are you doing Haley? good you got bookshelves in this place well there were bookshelves in the other place they were just in the room before all right y'all moved in now hopefully mostly like 90 percent. i hear that i don't know if i remember how to do this guys <laughs> as long as you press record that's probably about the best thing okay as a guest on somebody's podcast on the other side of the world this morning internet connection between here and there was really crap Oof. we were just doing audio only anyway but it was bad was huge delay and she kept on cutting in and out so like eh. so has anybody else watched tiger king on netflix no not gonna no yet. <laughs> lauren yes so one of those things that we have to do. Um, the entire internet is watching it right now, so you might as well. Yeah, it's okay. If you've ever wanted to feel like a supremely together person, like together, well-adjusted, making good life choices, this is an excellent thing to watch because it starts off. It starts off bonkers, and then it escalates every episode, and you're like, oh well, that's the last thing. And then, no, something tops it like 10 minutes later. Uh, Three words, tiger sex cult. There's two. And I'm guessing tiger is not a euphemism there. No. All righty then. Yeah. The person who got their arm, he got his arm bit off by a tiger and then was back to work five days later. He's probably the most together person in this whole documentary. Together in quotes because he's missing an arm now? I didn't even put that together. Emotionally, mentally, yeah, it's so much meth. So many meth choices. I have so many good series on my backlog that I have not seen that there's yeah. no way that I'm going to dip into the, my toe into this tiger water. It's, it's only seven episodes, and there are so many twists and turns. And like, I knew the story because I've been following the guy, not following, but like, Oh, hey, this guy exists. Yeah, and I remembered it since he ran for president in 2016. I remember John Oliver talking about him. Exactly. Uh, They talk about him a lot on last podcast on the left. 
I listened to the Wondery podcast about this whole mess. And somehow that didn't even, I, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, okay, I'm imagining it, blah, blah, blah. And then you see and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, the internet's been Animal Crossing and this tiger thing. Which, by the way, if anyone is playing Animal Crossing, I can send you my friend code. I'm doing, I'm doing something way more constructive with my time. I'm taking advantage of the three month of CBS All Access to watch Picard. Yeah, we're going to do that soon, too. But you only have until March 25th, and then they turn it off. Oh. Or April 25th, excuse me. Uh, I still need to watch Discovery. So Same. Well, you don't have to watch Discovery before Picard. I would... No, but I still just need to watch it. Right. So I'm watching Picard, and then after I get done with Picard, I'm going to see how much Discovery I can get through before the free trial runs out, and I cancel it before they charge my credit card. I also, when you sign up for the free, and they, the code is the coupon code is GIFT, G-I-F-T, and when you do that, make sure you sign up for the account with no commercials, because it's <laughs> kind of stupid to sign up for a free month with commercials. <laughs> If they're going to give it to you. I said, if you give away Picard for free, I would watch it with commercials. They didn't do that. They gave away all of CBSL access for free. So I'm like, okay, if you're going to do this, I am definitely going to go for the $9.99 a month plan without commercials. And it's been, it's been pretty cool. Got it on the big 65 inch 4k TV at night with the 7.1.2 surround sound. It's, it's a good experience. Good viewing experience. I don't know. Discovery is going to be that way. We'll see. I'm also watching Cosmos, Possible Worlds. Okay. And I finally made it through the next episode of The Clone Wars. Woo! I'm making progress, guys. Yeah, well, see, my thing right now is um, on Amazon Prime, uh, is, um, making the cut with Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. Ooh. And... I didn't realize this until I watched the first episode, but Naomi Campbell is one of the judges and I'm living it. I'm living for it. <laughs> Naomi, oh my God. Especially in the second episode, she's just prime perfection. Naomi Campbell. I just, I love it. So that's my, cause I, I rented your name. I don't know if you, you heard about that movie the anime animated yes i love that one so much oh god i didn't see that twist coming and then you figured that out and then you're crying so and then, good. oh my gosh yeah i got finally got around to renting it and made me cry and i needed something to make me not cry and then i realized they had re released the first two episodes and that made me feel better yeah, I need to, um, what was I going to watch? There's so much stuff I need to watch. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with content coming to a halt because I've got tons to watch. And then after that, I'll have tons of stuff to rewatch. Not to mention all the old ECR tapes in my workout room that I need to get through and throw away after I watch it one last time. Yep. Is this for real? An Animal Crossing item. Oh, it's supposed... Is it supposed to... Okay, it's not real. It's not real. What's not real? Uh, Tumblr? No. Uh, happy wand to make in Stardew Valley. Somebody made it up. It's, it's, it's not technically a wand. 
I'm just going to retweet it. <laughs> Patty Jenkins revealed she exited Thor The Dark World because the script was terrible. Okay. Yep. I mean, kind of no arguments. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. That's for sure. I remember going off on Dark Elves. What the heck's a Dark Elf? At the time, I think I remember getting really upset because they weren't enough like the comic characters. Well, and they killed off the all the cool Thor characters, and Sif was Sif wasn't in it, right? She was in it in the very beginning. Okay, and then she like stayed behind on Vanaheim. And then all their warrior buddies got killed. That's no, that's in um the third one. Ragnarok? No, it, it was in Dark at the very beginning when they're ex- no they the warriors three die in ragnarok remember okay maybe remember the boat chase getting them out i thought they all died no they don't all die but yeah there is the boat chase i finished uh the first two seasons of dairy girls on netflix freaking hilarious third season's coming i think later this year and it's the last season and that makes me sad Lauren, did you watch Steven Universe by chance? No, I've started watching. I need to get back to my watch through of it. I'm still in the first season. Okay. Yeah. I know that it just like ended (sighs) real this time. Yeah. So did it end with him going to therapy? Because I know that's what everyone said the ending should be. I don't care about spoilers. Okay. So he, because he goes through a lot of trauma when he's a kid. And so now it's sort of like, being focused on this one thing and the one thing happens and then you're not too sure what you do with your life and then all the trauma's catching up with you. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to him. And okay. Connie is, there's an article I read and it's like, cause I read it cause they're like, Connie's the best. And I'm like going, yes, Connie is the best. And basically he really just sort of gets out of control with his powers. And Connie's just like, he's always been there for us. We now need to be there for him. And that sort of gets through. And then there's like a little job where it's sort of like implied that he's gotten help. Oh, good. Because he's stable and such at the end. Yeah. The episode that made me decide, oh, I need to watch this show is the one where there's all the clone versions of him in a band that he watches die. Yeah. Wait. And he's singing about it. And it's like, oh, my God. No, that was really messed up. Oh, yes. Stevens. Stevens. Yeah, that was, I liked that episode. Because that's the regular Stevens. That's not the watermelon one, right? No, I I saw the watermelon one too, though. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll watch next. Keep up with my Steven Universe watch through. Yeah, and then when when there's the finale of this show, you do need to watch the movie because Mm -hmm. the, the the, the final season is direct result of what happens in the movie. Okay. And the movie's good. The movie's good. Yeah, I've heard it was. Yeah. It breaks your heart. And, uh, Rebecca Sugar in 15 minutes <laughs> can go make you go through the emotion entire emotional circle. It's like these things are these things are 15 minutes long. It's just <laughs> I'm great. Okay, now I feel good. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch those. And I need to watch season two of Killing Eve since season three is coming soon. Yeah, Killing Eve is on my list. Is I love the first season. Oh. Uh, I've heard the second season is not as good, but I haven't seen it yet. 
I actually, for some reason, I, one of my favorite animes is Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. I keep watching all the different versions, hoping Hughes doesn't die. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's awful. But yeah. for some reason, it, like I was just trying to like, oh, watch something. And I'm like, I realized I never watched the dubbed version of Brotherhood. So I haven't seen Brotherhood at all. I was hooked oh, on the original yeah. anime. It's um, much, it's better. Yeah, I, I've heard it is because it sticks closer to the manga. And I really like the yeah. manga. And uh, the one thing, because I've, I'd only ever seen the dub version because that was what was on Cartoon Network, you know, when I was in college. I want to hear like Travis and Laura and all these other amazing actors, but at the same time, Vic Mignogna. I have to admit, like the original is really good. Hearing it in original Japanese is good. My brain is having trouble with the whole, wait, the guy who does Grog Is 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 Mustang? See, that's yes. what I knew him from. I remember back in college, the um, Travis Williams uh, mini skirt brigade, all the all the Roy Mustang fangirls. and that was like before he got buff. Oh wow! Oh, back when I used to hang out on Fandom Wank, there was always Full Metal Alchemist drama. Oh yeah, I didn't really. So it's interesting. Like like my brain can believe Laura Bailey as. As um, lust. As lust. My brain is just like, yeah, there. But for some reason, my brain is like, no, it's not. It's not the guy who does grog. Yes. It's the guy who does grog. Yes. Uh, another one I like is Attack on Titan. Yeah. And Matt Mercer is Levi in that one. Yeah. Because I, I watched it in the original. Because that's like, I'm not like an original. It's like, which, which version comes out first? Yeah. And like, for me, it was the... You know the sub the sub one, yeah. And then there's so there was so much time between seasons. I was like, I can't remember. And I'm just like, do I watch this? I like Critical Role, and I like Matt Mercer. <laughs> Levi is one of the best characters ever. And there's that one episode. It's like the speech on the roof episode yeah. that Levi gives. I'm like going, okay, this is what it is. I'm going to watch it. And if Matt Mercer <laughs> up that speech. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but he doesn't because it's nice. such an, it's an important Levi moment. Cause if you don't get that moment, right. You don't understand what he does. Cause that's yeah. like a, a snapshot in his inner world, because otherwise you, you won't understand why he's, you know, kicking Aaron and the uh, trial and such, but I'm like going, wow. Okay. Matt Mercer. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> yeah. Got- that's like me with Jojo's. I watched all of Jojo's bizarre adventure in Japanese because that was what was available at the time. And I want to watch Stardust Crusaders, at least in English, because, okay, much as I love like Johnny Young Bosch and everything, the voices for Young Joseph and for Jonathan Joestar both just sound wrong. Like they're doing like British accents and stuff, which is true. Like it should be the case. Because it starts off in the UK and everything, but it just, it doesn't sound right. And I really like the voice cast from Stardust Crusaders on. Like you have Matt as Jotaro and you have Richard Epcar as old Joseph and he even got the, oh my God, right. It's so weird. (laughs) I was feeling really bad recently. So I did a rewatch of Princess Jellyfish, which is all on YouTube. And they used to have it all in Japanese, and that's how I saw it originally. And I ended up buying it 
and it's in English. I'm like, I mean, they do a good job, but this isn't what I remember. You speak a Japanese? A few words that I picked up. I mean, not enough to like be even nearly conversational, but I can count to 10. <laughs> I've tried watching JoJo's and I just can't. Some of the like how they treat women stuff. That's oh, like, yeah. Araki, Araki does not understand women. Yeah. For a, an allegedly straight guy, he married his wife because she's the least like a woman woman he ever met. What? Does yeah, that I, know. I know. We're like, oh, sure, you're totally straight, Araki. That's why you like drawing big buff men and twinks. Yeah. Yeah, he's currently I, in his twink phase. Mm. So... Yeah, I stopped watching it. I watched the first season, and then I started watching the one. Did I watch the second one? Yeah, I watched the first season, and then I was in the middle of the one where they're heading to Egypt. Yeah, that's Stardust Crusaders. That's Stardust Crusaders. I think I was half, halfway through it. I had to take it's a break. It's so long, though. I know. It's so and long. It's after a while, it's just like, well, nothing happened. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with Araki. All of his stories just keep getting longer. He's doing part eight in the manga. It's been going for like, what was it? Like nine years? And the main bad guy still hasn't shown up yet. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So like, I have a lot of other stuff like I'm, yeah, that I've been watching. Like the second season of Fruits Baskets coming out. I still need to watch that one, like at all. Yeah, I, the, the new updated version is so much better than than the first one that like ended after like, I don't know, episode 15 and then it's done those early days of anime where yeah you know like when you're renting them from netflix you're like oh it might be started episode five of something and then it back, just then it just ends and you're just like college when i used to go to hastings to rent to rent all my anime i think there's like one hastings store left oh my goodness yeah yeah i don't know hastings entertainment <laughs> With Hulu, one of the reasons why I like keeping Hulu is because they actually have a good anime oh, yeah. collection. And, and they have um, Sword Art Online. They were actually doing like the simulcast of it. Another one I need to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with that and with, and with Netflix, it's like, because I remember back in the old days where it took like a day to download maybe one episode. Oh, and yeah. you, had the, you had the word file. That when you had to like read the oh, t- I loved <laughs> the fan dubs or the fan subs. Yeah, those were always like all according to Kaikaku. Kaikaku means plan. Yeah, I loved those. <laughs> I know, and it was just like, oh my goodness, and you just never knew when it's what season. You didn't even know if they were in the right order. It yeah. was just BitTorrent. Look, don't don't download. That's the thing. You don't need to do it illegally anymore. Yeah. You don't need to spend $20 on a DVD with just like four episodes, which back in the nineties, $20 was $20 was four uh, episodes. Yeah. It was a lot. And $20 in the nineties was a lot of money. I mean, yeah. 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 Just. (laughs) So now I've been getting back into it. That's one of the reasons why, like with live action shows, like if I'm not liking it, I have like, well, you know, there's this anime that I haven't watched. And yeah, oh, there's one that just showed up on Netflix. And it so Beastars just showed up on Netflix, which the description from what I can tell is horny Zootopia. 
So I'm kind of curious because I'm like, is this going to live up to the premise? Because if it's not ridiculous, if it's taking itself way too seriously, it's like, uh. but if it's really leaning in to that, I'm like, mm, could be worth a watch. Yeah. Oh, this season of Castlevania was really good. Oh, it was so good. I just wanted to give Alucard a really big hug. I'm it's like, like oh, he just wanted a boyfriend and girlfriend and then they tried to kill him. Yeah. It, it was, was sad. Just, he was just lonely. I love his little dolls that he made, Trevor and Sypha. I know. And it's just like, oh, it's just like I want them to go me. back. I want them to go back and he needs a hug. Yeah. And then Hector continues living his worst life. Yeah. But it's like, Hector, no. Didn't, didn't you Hector, see that? I thought you were smarter than this. Yeah. Yeah, you were onto something, Hector, but yeah. Uh, yeah god i love that show i know it's like you're supposed to hate camilla oh but she's so okay her and her sisters were one of my favorite parts of the season i know and then jamie murray is like yes. perfectly cast and that's why you're supposed to hate her but you love her yeah and, oh <laughs> and then it's like are we getting dracula again next season considering what we saw in that portal I know. Like, I'm super excited. I ah, I love this show. <laughs> it's uh, three uh, seasons and it's been renewed, SP. Yeah. I need to amend that rule because I think I did originally, but it's for linear TV. It's not necessarily for streaming shows, although I eventually might adapt it to streaming shows. Yeah. I just don't want to get suckered in by the networks that are there just to throw out crap to okay good point watch crap like all the stuff that sci-fi had that canceled on us nbc fox i just i don't want to go through that one or two years and then i have it canceled gifted there's a good example right although yeah. i think gifted yeah. was thrown into the the whole mess of the disney acquisition at the end but yeah oh the grim sleeper died in prison I don't know who the grim sleeper is okay he was a serial killer he was active in the 80s and then took like a long break he was probably still killing women it's just that at that time uh he was also working as a garbage man so there's probably a lot of bodies that he dumped that we'll never know about and he was sentenced to death in 2016 like they finally caught him in the mid 2000s or in the the mid 2010s and yeah he died in his sleep huh i, I think he oh, wait i misread that it just says died in prison but yeah, it was it was a huge deal. HBO had like a documentary about it just before I think he no after he was caught. But it was it was again it was a huge thing. It was mostly it was pretty much all black women in the Bay Area were being killed, and they called him the Grim Sleeper because there was just like a time where he wasn't killing, like he was. They were just like oh he's like asleep. Yeah, in the 2010s, investigators linked 10 deaths using DNA and firearms evidence. And then they did a DNA test of his relative, who was in prison for an unrelated crime, was found to be a partial match. And then they went through and did the familial DNA, and his DNA was match evidence. Wow. So, Laura, I mean, at I... least that was a measure of justice that he was, you know, caught at all. And maybe the family's. Of some of the missing people will know that 
Their bodies might be in a garbage dump somewhere. So Lauren, uh, the podcast that I recorded this morning was about Leviathan Wakes. Hey! So I got the audio book. I also got the hard copy. And I was listening to the audio book. And very early on, I got to the point of, I was like, wait a minute. The TV show is so much better. I wonder if some of the characters get introduced in the rest of this book. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, I, w- I put on season one of The Expanse and season two. And I was watching it in the background as I was listening to Leviathan Wakes. It was a decent way to, to go through that. And it's just one of the few things that the TV show is better than the, the novel. But the audiobook was done pretty well. Yeah, I know Scott loves the audiobooks. Is it the same guy that reads all of them? I believe so. Okay. He did pretty good. I just had to replace my keyboard. Uh, and I think I realized cause like a key stopped like a key stopped working and then more keys stopped working. I'm like, okay, great. I mean, at least I have my portable one to work, but like and then I looked at it and I was like, this is a Dell. I owned a Dell when I was in college. Oh my God, is this the same keyboard I had in college? <laughs> in like the early 2000s. I like my keyboard. I have one of those like split ergonomic ones. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I've had it so long that the weather, that the letters had been. And so I had to, I went online and I saw, I was like, oh wow, you can, you can just buy the letters and stick them on there. Like, okay. Oh, That's what yeah. I, <laughs> I saw I, I couldn't sleep last night. And so I was doing my thing of like watch soothing craft videos to try to lull me to sleep. And one of them was somebody who was making like fancy resin keyboard caps. Like I was like, oh, that one looks like it has plants in it. That's cool. Like 3D printing them? No, like pouring resin. Okay. Like in a mold. I'm sure you can 3D print them too, but yeah, this one was specifically like resin art. I don't know if you can see, but like it's gotten so bad. I, I, I got some pretty duct tape in order to. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's duct tape. I thought that was a skin. Yeah. No. same. Yeah. Looks like nope. a skin from here. I got. Yeah, I got the pretty was, duct tape. And I was going to get an ergonomic one, but Razor is having a sale and they have one that has rainbow lights. And I was like, I want mm-hmm. a rainbow keyboard. So I got that instead. <laughs> this is why one it works. I think this was like 10 bucks or something. I This is the second one. I had the first one in it. Uh, uh, got something caught. I think it was the caps lock key. Oof. I don't remember what key it was in there. And something was just cut in, caught in the, the space there, there. And I tried to get it out with the tweezers when it come out. So instead of taking like a, a hook or something, because I have them for all the car work that I do. You're just like, okay, I'll just pop the key out and pop it back in. Nope. Could not get the key back in no matter what. So I just bought a new keyboard. It was like, I'm not messing with this. So got a new keyboard <laughs> a couple of months ago. Yeah, I ended up getting a wireless one for, or a Bluetooth one for my recording closet because it was a lot easier than dragging a keyboard and mouse in here, like from the computer and stretch it out and put it in here and then move it back. Like, mm-hmm. this is just easy. Yeah, as long as you have the reception to the little dongle, you're fine. Yeah, and it works great. Or is yours just Bluetooth, period, and you don't need a dongle? Uh, there's a little dongle that you have to plug into, like, a USB. Okay. 
Super useful though, and it was like 20 bucks. No, I didn't want to open Steam. I wanted to press record. Well, I mean, if you got to play a Steam game before we record, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I might go eat dinner, though. But <laughs> Doom just, sounds intensify. Yeah, I did like your expression while Lauren and I talked about anime for like 30 minutes. Right? <laughs> oh, God. So uh, I think a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, um, I was interviewing to be on a... Um, like a RPG podcast and replace somebody who left. And while I was in the interview phase, at one point I got off on a tangent and ended up talking about wrestling for like 20 minutes. You're talking about wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I remember what it was. Is they were like, okay, so here's the characters we have. What kind of character do you think would go great with this? And one of the concepts, I had two concepts and one of them was based on, you cannot convince me that goblins are cats, they're green cats, and kobolds are lizard wiener dogs. Yeah, exactly. And there's this one wrestler for AEW named Marco Stunt. He's an inch taller than me. For a reminder, I'm 5'1". And he, he will fight anyone. He's just this tiny little, like, ah, fight anyone. So I was like, yeah, basically kobold Marco Stunt. But that led me off on a huge tangent about... A AEW in specific <laughs> and then we were like oh no time has passed I should get back on topic <laughs> so did they tell you if you got it or not um, I got into the second phase which was actually playing a test game with them it's like a chemistry test essentially so we played ro uh, rocker boys and vending machines which is a cyberpunk hack of lasers and feelings so I got to play a courier who dresses in the finest couch leather and talked like, you know, Bill and Ted and is kind of, <laughs> you know, not all that bright, but ends up having a master's degree in economics. I could totally see you in real <laughs> life playing that character. Yeah, it was really fun. We temporarily lost Haley. Oh, no. Or she just pressed the wrong button. Like maybe picked her power cord off or something like that. And just when I was going to ask her a question too, she wanted to talk about this inside the magic.net story that she texted. She's not coming back. Hi. Hey. Hello. She's back. Woo. I'm back on a wired connection now. I see. Uh -huh. So the Wi-Fi cut out. I don't know. Uh, maybe, and then also the computer is kind of dying, so I also took off the panel and dusted out the computer. All right, which I haven't done in a while. And then I was, oh no, we lost Haley. Oh no! All right, Haley, come back. All right, she's out, so we're good to go. You need to do anything with the doc, Michelle, for stage directions? Oh, do do do. I got to switch switching names. Let me do. Okay. Good now. Okay. Anyway, so when, whenever you're ready, SP. Sorry. Hold on. I'm texting her right now. If everybody's recording, here we go. Recording. You're still good on that, Michelle? Yeah. Yeah, I'm recording and all that. Yeah. Okay, here we go. What was that clip at the end?
What? What? The, there's something horrible going on in the. Did y'all hear that? Oh, sorry, that was my phone. I pressed oh, something. Okay. I, I honestly didn't SP hear it. He was doing something funny. <laughs> sure, it was me. If it was funny. <laughs> that button. Push that button. Pushing all the buttons. Woo! Wednesday night, we've started a Microsoft Teams thing at work. So at home, we can all chime in, whatever, because none of us can log into our VPN because, you know, it's overrun and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, started this Microsoft Teams. So Wednesday, my boss was like, so does anybody know anything about Zoom? (laughs) It's like, I I waited, I waited. I'm like, "Uh, yes, yes, I know Zoom. And he's like, I could could you start one because i just i don't know i i don't know (laughs) yeah i got it i got it so i started a meeting with him you know sent him the link and he got in oh this is great this is awesome yeah we could use this because several other people in sister offices were using them he's like yeah this is great okay so i'm be notes to me he told me later but i'm be notes to me he got off and immediately got on with all his kids and made sure it would work and everything. So then he sent, he asked me, he said, okay, set up a meeting for tomorrow. So I did. I said, okay, here's the information, but for the love of God, if you could just please tell everybody to maintain proper etiquette on the call, no, not talk over everybody else and then mute your microphone when you're not talking, I would appreciate. He goes, yeah, I hate that. I'm like, okay. So he actually put it in the email out to everybody. And so sent it out to everybody. We actually had the meeting. And because I have a Zoom account, guess who's running all the Zoom meetings for of course. the office now? So, I mean, you, you guys see me switching back and forth here. I do the same thing in Zoom. <laughs> so when I don't want somebody to talk, I put it back on my boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. You guys got any special plans this week? Uh, work, mostly. Watch Moano with my best friend tomorrow. <laughs> I bought Jumanji. I've got that in my future, but I got to get through. Since I got, I'm on the clock now with CBS All Access. I got to get through all that stuff. Yeah, need to do that. Picard is, I mean, if you watch TNG, if you like TNG, Picard is is a good one. It's not. I've heard it say it's like an extended TNG episode. It's not. It's TNG 30 years later. And there are differences. There are di- there's differences in production. There's differences in story. I-, I don't think this would have fit as a TNG season eight. It's just my opinion. It's still good. It's modern good. It, you know, it's as good as Lost in Space or The Expanse or anything, in my opinion. I still think The Expanse is better. It's really good. <laughs> I believe the expanse is better. I haven't watched it yet, but oh, expanse is so good. You haven't watched any of the expanse, Michelle? No, I said I haven't watched Picard. Oh, you okay. know, I watched the expanse. You know, I do. Yeah, that's, yeah I, was I, like, I was confused. I, am I misremembering? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I've been clicking through that and I wait till the sun goes down. So I don't have any reflections on the TV, get the full theater experience and everything. It's, it's worth waiting for that. And, I watch one or two a night, and if I get tired, I just okay. That's it. That's all I'm going to watch. Good time for it to come out. In my life, I guess. Right now, this is a, a good aside. 
in uh I'm, I'm redoing my workout room too nice i wanted to get out and do the engine but it's just not warm enough yet it was warm enough today and yesterday but it's not warm enough uh, it won't be warm enough this week it'll slip back into the 40s for this week so i have another week of of waiting to do that so yeah just redoing and cleaning up the workout area which is pretty cool since i need to use it right now since all the gyms are closed also all the hair stylists are closed i don't have to maybe in texas i don't know but they no they're closed here okay <laughs> I know I was supposed to get my hair done this next Saturday and yeah, I know my, I, my, my sides are going to start growing out. Yeah. We had to shave mine down. I considered just buzzing it all off, but mm-hmm. for right now I'm just I shaved the sides down. I haven't, I hadn't got it cut since before we moved and it was driving me crazy. I told Mary, okay, I'm, I'm just going to shave it off. She's like, Oh no, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut your hair. I'm like, no, it's all right. I'll just shave it off. It'll grow back. She said, Oh no, you're not going to shave it off. I'm like, fine ironically though she wanted me to show up the beard so i you know whatever <laughs> have any of you heard about when shields coming out because i haven't no of course i heard this weird rumor that it might be going on disney plus which that doesn't make any sense uh, ev- yeah eventually it would right but they would want to put it out abc is going to be struggling for content they're going to have to put it on abc i mean all the shows they haven't filmed their last episode yet of the year. I think Grey's Anatomy filmed episode sixteen, and this is their last season. And they just said, "Okay, that's it. We're not. We're that's it. We're not going back. If this production starts again, we're not. This episode sixteen was done in a way where we ended the series. No, Grey's Anatomy has been renewed. Oh, well, they said sixteen would be it for the season. So I don't know if they're yeah, going to take on the extra episodes for next year or not. Then. 17 episodes. How long did ER last? Like 10 seasons. Only 10? Probably more, but I know at least 10. Yeah. Now I got to do a comparison. How many seasons? His friends went 10 years, right? 15. So Grey's Anatomy officially has more than ER. Wow. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2020.